the estate process uh, was for whatever reason continuing to not progress efficiently. And yet the real estate market was changing and the market could care less about the estate process. Dave Steinberg, and this is your the Mortgage is Made Easy podcast. We are here with my friend Diayo Stevens. Diayo is a realtor with Exit Realty here in Queens, and he's a neighbor. He lives like a quarter of a mile from where I do, and so great guy, really, really superb realtor. And he was telling me a story just recently about an estate transaction that he was involved with. Tell, tell us some more. Sure, sure. Well, thank you, David, for uh, for having me here. It's my my pleasure to uh, to do this with you. Um, yeah. So we were talking about uh, about a, a deal that I closed recently, and uh, the way it, it so came to me. A I don't. Are you hearing that siren in the background? Uh, By I, you? I had it on my side. Okay, you didn't hear oh, it. So, I didn't. So let's do it again. So, um, <laughs> hey, um, start start again. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me uh, start? Yeah, so just let me start from- You'll cut in the intro. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Hi, David. Well, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to, to do this with you. And yeah, so we were talking about a, a recent transaction uh, where, it's funny, the way it came to me was another agent out of, out of area, I referred it to me as an emergency. Basically, this property was about to be foreclosed. Um, and there were uh, two, yeah, there were supposed to be three, but there were two tax liens uh, against the property. So as I uh, got involved and I, I did my research, I, I uncovered that uh, the property was actually owned by two deceased parties, right? Two siblings. Uh, the one that passed away first, uh, her estate was never settled. So that was still an open issue. Uh, and she had no no kids. She did have other family members, you know, nieces and, and nephews. Um, and uh, and then the other surviving owner uh, passed away, you know, a couple of years prior. And, you know, the, the estates just hadn't been, been dealt with, uh, although they were uh, started. Uh, just the the progress, you know, hadn't hadn't really been there. So when it came to me, it was like, hey, you know, this property needs to be sold because otherwise it's going to be foreclosed. And certainly, if they got anything after, you know, losing the property, it wouldn't be what they otherwise would have been able to get, and it wouldn't be under their terms. So so ultimately, we had a, a few issues: uh, uh, impending foreclosure. Foreclosure started for the tax liens uh, that that had been sold. Um, uh, two estates completely unresolved, uh, heirs that, you know, have family dynamics, you know, cousins, you know, siblings, rivalry, the best and it, different, different interests, different needs. Uh, ultimately, uh, we got pretty good cooperation because originally, uh, one of the, uh, great nieces, uh, lived in the property and, and that person vacated to facilitate our, our selling it. Property needed a lot of work, right? It also had a lot of stuff in it. 
Um, and, you know, it was just one challenge after another. So um, the estate process uh, was, for whatever reason, continuing to not progress efficiently. And yet the real estate market was changing and the market could care less about the estate process. We also had the, the issue of the impending foreclosure. Um, you know, ultimately, ultimately, I was able to counsel the primary contact, you know, my primary client on alternatives to prevent or forestall that foreclosure. So we were able to buy time, but we bought a certain amount of time and at expense to the heirs who really weren't in a position to be funneling money into this situation. And for whatever reason, the estate process continued to drag and drag and drag. And so we kept getting closer and closer to these deadlines of, hey, we're not going to have the money to keep this thing from going to foreclosure. Um, so ultimately, I, I was able to prevail upon the, uh, the clients that uh, there's a, a different way to handle getting that property transferred. And it's not the, the most conservative way. But as I continue to do my research, I determined that it was 100% doable based on their fact pattern. Right, and uh, and that was ultimately to sell it by heirs at law, as a, as opposed to through the administration process. Um, and we built in protection so everybody would be covered, and it would make it easier for the estate attorney to eventually be able to do it what they needed to do. Uh, very complicated, and there were some surprises along the way. Like, oh, that's new information that could have caused caused us to have to pivot or to not be able to to do it the way we did. But here's the deal. Uh, we were able to successfully close it. The uh, we, I, I'm sure I shaved uh, at least a year off of their process. Converting that equity to cash so that they could put it through the estate or distribute it. Uh, there were a bunch of things that came up, such as whether or not there was a need for date of death evaluations on the property, right? Um, and each step of the way, you know, I guided them through this. And, uh, and ultimately, their, their attorney reached out to me, uh, who did not, this is the estate attorney, not the real estate transaction attorney. Uh, their attorney reached out to me and say, hey, you know, I didn't realize that, that this could be done. I'm so glad that they hired you. You really knocked it out of the park because, you know, this is a phenomenal result. And interestingly enough, that estate attorney actually was familiar with the house. She had been in the house some five or six years earlier. So she knew that condition at that time. And uh, so it was, uh, it was a glowing endorsement and really just a recognition of the reality, right? The reality is we saved them at least a year of time, right? We saved them uh, the losses associated with foreclosure, right? Uh, we maximized their, the estate's net equity so that the, the relatives would get the most that they could get out of it while reducing a lot of their, their risks, apparent risks, and risks that they might not have even realized that they were they were at. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it was uh, fantastic. Everybody thrilled, um, and I'm just glad that you know I had uh, clients who you know follow my lead. You know, they didn't have a perfect scenario, and very often they don't. Um, but this is why people choose me, right? When the going gets tough, I usually have a solution, right? And, uh, and yeah, and so that's really great. one of the great differences that people 
removed from real estate don't understand that there's a huge difference between a realtor who does it part-time or, you know, uh, someone who is a realtor, but not necessarily um, taking the time to master the various issues that come through a realtor's desk from whether it be estate, whether it be divorce, whether it be uh, bankruptcy and foreclosure, all of those things come together. And it's, it's sort of what I, what I like to tell my clients is you pay the same fee to the journeyman realtor as you do to the master realtor. And you might as well work with the master. And DIO, you're the master. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks cool. for being with us. This is the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. And we've been uh, raced with uh, my friend D.I.O. Stevens, who uh, I'm sure will be back at a future date. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.